Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Da-da-da-da. Hello, and welcome to the Wednesday podcast here on Posha Recaps. My name is Marissa Garza, and it's family weekend. I'm so glad you're here with us, but I'm also so glad I do not have to go through this weekend alone. (laughs) Latanya Stark is here to help me out. Uh, Latanya, how are you? I'm great and very grateful that I am not having a parents weekend anytime (laughs) soon. Those were always like weird. Not only were they weird, but they were clearly for people with money, you know? Yes. Uh... Most people just can't. I mean, I had the luxury of the fact that my family lived in Chicago and I went to college in Evanston. So it was a car ride. But like a lot of my friends, families could not come because they just couldn't afford to book a ticket and then stay at the only hotel in Evanston. Yeah. And then it was like a forced family get together. Yes. And it was like all awkward and, you know, know, like, yeah. I know. I, I mean, just because you buy a sweatshirt that says mom on it, I don't or dad on it, you know, but the, it's, it was like a thing. It was like a rite of passage. It, it really was. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, you're not here for the Marissa and Latanya walk down college memory lane. You're That's not? another podcast. Okay. That's another one. I guess. But as always, we do have some housekeeping or announcements. You know what? I've decided I'm going to give it a week. <laughs> see if people like it. And then and we'll then come back to it. We'll or come not. back to it or no. Okay. All right. That's I want to let the I want to let the people decide. This is a Democratic Wednesday podcast. Sounds good. <laughs> well, we are uh, coming to you in our own new feed. We have our own feed. We are now found at posterrecaps.com slash Wednesday hyphen feed. Yeah, we got our own feed. We cute. Yeah. <laughs> 
So you, there you can find all of the episodes we've already done. And just as a reminder that while you may have watched all of the episodes of Wednesday, because there are only eight, yes. we are watching and potting as we go along, episode by episode, trying to solve the mystery alongside Wednesday. So um, that is the perspective in which we are we are coming to you with. And then we also ask that you don't spoil us on anything uh, beyond this episode if you run into us on the internet or anything like that. Yeah, please don't. Um, I will find you. Oh, <laughs> you heard it. You heard. I it. wanna. I wanna solve a mystery, and I have a new theory this week. So. Ooh. Yeah, I have lost track of all of the theories. Um, Oh yeah, no, we've done a terrible job. I yeah, yeah. I think someone in the Discord said that I was right, or we were right about something. Like I don't know who was right about something, but then I was like, do do I remember what it is? No, no, we don't. Nobody from my notes from the second episode, I believe, is when we did all the theorizing. I, I can kind of remember what a bunch of them were, but I'd have to go back and look at those notes. Yeah. Well, that's part of the fun. Yeah. Here on the Wednesday podcast. Well, we are here to take a look at episode five titled You Reap What You Woe. Mm. What did you think, Latanya? You know, I I now understand what Luis Guzman and Catherine Zeta Jones got paid for. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, overall I thought that this was a really good episode because it finally brought the family together. Uh, you know, we are used to seeing the Adams family work as a unit and it, but it also more importantly brought mother and daughter together to find some kind of common ground so that, you know, Wednesday can learn more about her mother, more about herself and more about the power that they share. Yeah. I mean, and I also, you know, it was cool to see Wednesday and Morticia kind of like have their moment, but also like everyone else is having mom problems. <laughs> like I was like, is this a prerequisite to go to the school that you yeah. have like a strained relationship with your mom? Like I, I feel like it's a prerequisite to go to any university <laughs> in America <laughs> that you have problems with your parents. Uh, it was on my common app. That's for sure. <laughs> I had to check both. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I don't know what the show's trying to tell us with that. I thought it, it was, it was just everybody was has everybody, everybody has had. issues with their parents, and you know, yeah. But in this case, it was like specifically the mops. Like the dads were like supportive, the ones well, that we saw, except yeah. for Xavier's dad not being there. Yeah, but being, like just not there at all. Yes, that's true. Um, I think that uh, sometimes you've only read one Freud textbook, and then. <laughs> Yeah, Tim Burton's not and- necessarily like <laughs> known for his deep psychoanalysis. Right. <laughs> so, you know, he's not writing these episodes, though. Uh, That's which, true. Which, That's true. Honestly, thank God, because I don't know if I'd be able to deal with that. <laughs> so at the start of this episode, we get a little glimpse as to what happened on the night of the Raven in 1990. This, mm. I mean, this Raven goes throughout time. Everyone's Raven. This, oh yeah, always it's happening. so Raven. <laughs> uh, you know that in like nineteen, the nineteen hundreds, someone came up with, "Ha, we'll call it the Raven." How droll! And then it just <laughs> stuck because it's an old boarding school. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, it turns out that the Raven in 1990 was very, very uh, central to our story here because it turns out that is the night that Gomez was accused of attempted murder. Ooh. I know. Yeah. So we learn that the person that he attempt he is accused of attempted murder of four his mm-hmm. name is garrett gates and apparently there was like um he was into morticia while gomez was uh into morticia and we basically learn that garrett has died or died that night because larissa weems is out for a walk in the rain oh, Lord. and all of a sudden thud garrett just falls right in front of her she looks up and who is there it's it's gomez adams with a possible murder weapon just looking down and so gomez gets arrested that night for attempted murder and the person who arrests him is the sheriff but that person is the current mayor of jericho lots of lots of tying of things we were waiting for this we were waiting to kind of see what happened i thought it was a little interesting that they just kind of like brought this back up i know (laughs) i know i like transition or anything it was just like we're talking about the murder now Honestly, I'm not surprised that the owner of the the black owner of Pilgrim World was mm. a cop. You, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's not that shocking to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also not surprised that uh, this involved a love triangle of some sort. Yes, uh, I don't think that any crime or caper that the Adams uh, that Gomez and Morticia ever uh, par- participates in could be anything other than love based. Yeah, you know what I, I mean. They they really are couples goals if you think about it. They love each other so much through time, like yeah, through all this time since they were kids. Since they were kids. Well, this is all setting up because it is family weekend at Nevermore, and so now we flash to the present and principal weems is addressing the parents saying hey i know you kind of like heard some stuff about this creature attacking your kids in the woods Mm -hmm. but don't worry nevermore is a safe haven for your children and the person who was most recently attacked eugene is he's on the mend so don't worry about it and once he's like if you mean in a coma like yeah He's Eugene like, is in bad shape, but I'm glad to know that he's not a, go- a gonfer. Yes. <laughs> yeah, agree. I'm glad he's still around. Um, and, you know, I, I it was interesting to see throughout this episode Wednesday's connection with Eugene and just like yeah. how much for him yeah. um, a couple of times. We also learned there have been no attacks this week. What do we think that's about? Who? How could there be no attacks this week? Um. That's an interesting question. I have to wonder if it works on the animal or what monster works on a cycle of some kind that's connected maybe to the moon. I don't know. Um, Yeah, I have a theory. We'll talk about it later. Um, Or or maybe they are just laying low uh, as both. I think I, I think both Enid and Wednesday talked about this together um because you know that there's not ever been more heat than right now the the cops are out there they're trying to figure out who the killer is yeah yeah that's true but that would mean that this creature has i mean it has to have some sort of intelligence if it's like cutting off parts of bodies and stuff like that but it's 
definitely like aware of things like murder investigations (laughs) (laughs) because we learned last episode uh or was it the one before that it's you know a human right there's like human foot footprints it turns into a human but that means that that yes the conscious like it's a conscious switch for sure like that to with an instinct i guess to save wednesday i for some reason we don't Mm -hmm. know yet we don't know yet uh wednesday is so thrilled that it's family weekend and her family is there almost as thrilled as enid (laughs) I like that they're able to bond over the fact that they uh, just don't want to, like, talk to their moms. Yeah, they really don't. Um, Enid, for way better reasons, I think, than what Wednesday has. Wednesday is just being a teenager right now. And, Mm -hmm. you know, all of the things that she says to her parents, you know, since you left, you abandoned me here, I've been hunted, (laughs) haunted. (laughs) almost murdered sound like things that are right up wednesday's alley frankly i mean sounds like yeah like a to-do list for her yeah (laughs) so i don't understand why she's so angry with except for you know she's a detective and so in her mind her family's been lying to her for her entire life because they haven't told her anything about this about gomez being once arrested for for murder yeah yeah secret secrets Mm -hmm. not so great not so great uh but enid's mom is the worst enid's mom is like really like she just comes right out the gate i mean super judgy yes like not great no enid even did a countdown of how long it would take for her yeah you did it in three seconds she was gonna give her 30 she was being (laughs) generous Uh um but yeah super judgy and mainly because she really wants Enid to like wolf out and be normal whatever right. that means. whatever that is uh we also learned were you surprised the thing was working as a double agent oh not at all i mean <laughs> gomez was the one that released him mm-hmm. uh from his little hatch in the car anyway so they knew that he would be up there and i you know i just always assumed it was to make sure that Wednesday was okay and report back because Wednesday's not gonna answer any of those mirror ball calls or whatever. Um, so yeah, but then was able to be flipped immediately, literally and figuratively by Wednesday. So I'm loving thing as a double agent, you know. <laughs> I don't think Thing would have it any other way. No, he's there to serve the whole family, the no whole matter family. what. Uh the other parts of our group here of our teenage little group Bianca and Xavier are like not down with everybody else in the Pentagon quad um they are looking over and we learn you know that Xavier's dad isn't going to show up but before that Bianca calls him out and is like hey yeah. look did I miss an apology from you because you were super jerky to me yeah. at the Raven and I thought that was great I thought that was great too. I I really like Bianca. I've liked Bianca from the start. I had no ill feelings toward her whatsoever because it was Wednesday who wanted to do the military challenge or whatever you call it yeah. in, in fencing. And she just happened to lose. Um, Bianca has probably been on her queen bee uh, shtick for a long time and probably has some sharp edges. And we'll learn why later in this episode. But yeah, overall, I think that it 
you know, Joy Sunday is doing a great job with this role. Mm-hmm. I love that she calls Xavier out. And I also love that she, even though she's mad at him, probably still, she's willing to ask him about his dad and how he feels about the fact that he's not there. Yeah, I thought it was like one of the more mature conversations we've seen between the two of them. It wasn't like you're manipulating me or anything like that. It was just like, hey, you owe me an apology. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And also, I know that you're probably hurting because your dad's not here. Yeah. And Bianca totally thought that her, she was going to be in the same boat. She was going to be parentless on on family weekend. But uh, she turns around and uh, turns out her mom has arrived. And the look on Bianca's face, she looked a little scared to me. Yeah, she looked horrified. Um, You know, we find out later that Bianca has some secrets of her own. Mm -hmm. Um, But she also just kind of looked like, you know, a child who's been suffering from trauma, who mm-hmm. all of a sudden gets a, a flash that their biggest nightmare is just there in the flesh. So Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, intrigue. Yeah. Lots of bring disaster. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was very much, um, very much worried about what was going on with Bianca and her mom. And then this, the second I saw uh, Gabrielle, as I believe is her mom's name, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, there's something. This is why Bianca is the way that Bianca is. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think they are similar in, in similar in ways, much like Morticia and Wednesday are. And I think mm-hmm. that there's a lot more that Wednesday and Bianca can bond about now that we know a little bit more about her mom. Exactly. Uh, so the Adams family goes to the principal's office for like some reason and they have like, I, I just didn't understand why I was like, okay, I guess I can have this sure. conversation about, I guess it was like because of Wednesday's like, like, oh yeah, on whether or not or she was fitting in. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I was I, just like, oh, convenient. <laughs> I also think that Morticia is exactly the type of person because she is very kind and she like, she's sweet. And so she would be like, oh, my old roomie, we have to go say hi to her if we're here. Um, because she has way fonder memories of that time than Weems has. Of that time. Yeah, yeah. We're just, just like all into looking at the old yearbook, thinking about the Solstice talent show mm-hmm. where they did a duet. <laughs> and for uh, Weems was Judy Garland and did a great Julie Gar- Garland impression. Impression wink wink uh-huh um i love that i like immediately knew which song it was that they were talking about <laughs> i was like oh they get ha- did happy days and get happy wonderful <laughs> i i love it already uh the broadway baby and me was very excited <laughs> for a flashback that we didn't get um <laughs> but yeah uh this was very interesting turn of phrase that we get here from morticia that will factor into our there are mysteries on mysteries in this show by the way it's not just the mystery of the who the monster is there are so many mysteries in this show. it's definitely like get out your red string there's yeah. a lot of connections yeah. to connect here um but yes uh professor or Principal Weems tells uh, the Adams family that Wednesday's assimilation has been rocky because she speaks mm. her mind. Well, uh, of course, 
because people don't like to hear the truth sometimes, nope. especially in situations where you're trying to assimilate to a culture that had tried to outcast you many, many years, many, many, many times before. <laughs> um, and she tells the family that uh, the therapist has recommended a family session of therapy this weekend. And Morticia automatically is like, no, like this is, this is a no-go for me. But Gomez is like, if it'll help Wednesday, yeah, I'll go. Yeah. I mean, it, there's a pretty good reason <laughs> why Morticia doesn't want to go to family therapy. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Um, and, and we, we ultimately see the, see the results of this. And I don't just mean Pugsley fully eating uh, potpourri and thinking that <laughs> it's like candy of some sort. That's class of Adam's family stuff. It that really was cool is. to see. That was great. So the family agrees to go uh, to the session. And I just have to say, watching the hearse drive through Jericho was quite funny. <laughs> yes. Um, it was it, like, I think that's an image. That's a gift that I'm going to need for different occasions. Um, really great there. Um, and, you know, just to see how everyone in Jericho kind of reacts. Because, you know, there are a lot of what the people in Jericho would consider strange people, but the Adams family all assembled. My goodness. I mean, they're stark contrasts to their yeah, surroundings. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. They, they stick out just a little. Yep. And while the hearse drives through Jericho, it goes by the weather vane. And this is where we catch up with uh, the sheriff and Tyler and, um, you know, the sheriff's just following up on things. They have a little conversation about, somehow Tyler knew that the Adams family were going to therapy. I mean, I guess he could see out the window, but he's like, right. they care enough to go to therapy with her. Um, and then the sheriff has to leave because there's been a new crime. She, yep. He has found out that the local coroner has shot himself. So he's got to go. Another, another mystery. Another mystery that I think I solved. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we could talk more about that later. Um, you know, we saw this coroner um, and even the sheriff points this out. He was looking forward to retiring. Yep. Looking forward to going on a cruise with his wife. You know, people like that. Surprising news. Yeah. Very surprising. It, people like, you know, who are looking forward to things don't typically kill themselves. But I will say, and, and this is on a serious note. Um, mm-hmm. Most people who have high functioning depression can mm. put on, a mask of sorts where they look fine. So just because in, a, in the last episode, this person may have had these things. Basically what I'm trying to say is remember to check on your friends. Yes. And check do. on the people that may seem like they don't need someone because most times the strong ones need somebody because they just don't know how to ask for help or don't feel safe enough to ask for help. So yeah, this is your, uh, the more you know PSA, mm-hmm. <laughs> check on your friends. Check on your friends. Look out for behavior called pink clouding, which is exactly what Marissa described in, you know, feeling that ever, saying everything's great, looking forward yeah. to new things, you know, and take this seriously. please. Yeah. And I mean, we don't, we had, in terms of the corner, we had a very, very small sliver of time with him like we don't know like a whole picture or anything like that but Mm -hmm. um just i just wanted to put out there just because someone's looking forward to something doesn't mean that there might not be a like this this i think in this case is nefarious 
Like yes. I think there's something something not right about the situation. About the, yeah. the real life. That's very there's true. a larger conversation here. I appreciate you bringing that up. Yeah. Um. So, what did you think of this therapy session? Yikes. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, most of it seemed to star Wednesday standing far in the back, away from her parents, just staring at a file. So. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, Wednesday knew, right? Like, she knew. She's like, okay, fine. You want me to go to therapy? Mm-hmm. I'm going to make, just like I do every other therapy session, I'm going to make it my own thing. She, exactly. like, takes no type. She takes the file. She stands in front of her parents. <laughs> I know. <and> just like, <laughs> when were you going to talk to me about this? Who's Garrett Gates? Like, just out of, just out, of out the gate. Like, that's just yeah. how she takes, she takes it. Um. And all in front of the therapist. Yeah. You don't air your family's dirty laundry like that, confronting them about something like murder in therapy. Well, I mean, it's a safe space. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I'm sure she could have initiated that exact same conversation anywhere else. I think, you know, I wonder if she was thinking that, like, her parents would have, like, different behavior because... There is like a, an, a, a different environment, one that mm. I think she sees Nevermore as a place that they kind of like own, yeah. for lack of a better term. That makes and sense. not saying that she owns the therapist's office, but it's like <laughs> neutral territory. I mean, she owned that therapist's office when she like skedaddle out the window. So sure did, sure did. We also learned that uh, Puxley misses her because he misses being waterboarded. <laughs> classic we did get some good adam's family stuff this this episode it was good to see. yeah um wednesday storms out she's like i'm gonna have to excavate the truth myself i'm gonna go pugsley's eating potpourri uh marticia <laughs> marticia walks out um and she's like really mad at wednesday oh yeah she's upset she's like you don't know the full story and then i'm just asking myself like that why don't you just tell her that like, why are you mad at her for not knowing something you haven't told her? Well, it's probably pretty hard to tell your daughter that you murdered this dude one time. Sure, but I don't think, like, she didn't do it maliciously. Like, it was it was no, an accident. He, he, yeah. Was it? <laughs> On Morticia's part? I mean, I think that she was trying to alleviate the threat. I, I think, think that it was, was self, that she thought of it as self-defense. Yes, I but, think, it, yes. You know, he didn't have a weapon. I guess no, that's a lie. He had the sword. Yes. And she took it from him. Yes. So, but at that point, in taking the sword away from him, the threat is neutralized. So sticking him with the sword is an escalation. Did well, uh, did you see her lunge into it? I just thought it was like, oh, look, it's the sword. And then he like runs <laughs> into it. <laughs> I was like, oh, what do I do with this? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I need to watch this scene like the Zapruder film oh. just over and over again. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it'll come back on the show, so we might have to do our own investigation. Who knew that she put a Chicago reference in here? He ran into my knife. <laughs> he ran into my knife ten times. Ten times. <laughs> Chicago the musical, not the town. Yeah. <laughs> Well, also back at the weather vane, Bianca's having coffee with her mom. And I have to say, I was not expecting this type of character development from Bianca, especially in episode five. Like, this is some late, late stage 
info we got yeah. here. So basically, yeah. we learned that Bianca comes from a cult community mm-hmm. of sorts called Morning Song. Her name used to be Brandy Jane. <laughs> and her mom is like in charge of recruiting for the cult, which totally makes sense because she's a siren and she can like convince people to do stuff. Mm-hmm. But her siren song is drying up. And so basically she's coming to Bianca to be like, listen, you got to help me keep our numbers. <laughs> yeah. It's so creepy. Yeah. Um, you know what her mom is doing. And then the fact that she threatens her own daughter with letting everyone know the truth yeah how her daughter got into uh nevermore which was she See, sirened her way in she sirened her way in which honestly is just entrepreneurial in my opinion well i feel like <laughs> uh you're always told to use your gifts exactly <laughs> yeah if you're escaping a cult yeah like for sure i'm going to siren song my way into this school well, get- and it's a school with other sirens, so exactly. she can't be like the only one that used that to her advantage along the way. No, unless they explicitly put on the application <laughs> not to use your powers. I don't think she did anything that any other, you know, people who are good at sports play sports in high schools so they can get right. in certain colleges. I don't exactly. know if that's any different. Yeah. So, or are good at music. Are in, mm-hmm. are in the band and stuff. So, you know, it's just her extracurricular activity. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, she basically, you know, her mom tells her, like, um, you're going to come with me. You have until the end of this week to say goodbye to everyone. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Is this like a cult emergency? A cult, a cult yeah. urgency? <laughs> it's a cult urgency. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And how- who are these morning song people? What right. do they do? Like, I... I so many questions you know we often talk about how tv shows are bloated nowadays and Mm. they have episodes about characters that we don't really need but i need the episode about bianca's origin story and her the growing up in a cult and i understand recruitment is down but you still have the amount of people that you have now right um why is it have to happen so quickly that she has to leave what if the cult is like connected to the creature wow sure i mean why not sure i know right like why not there's like some sort of weird i don't know but i'm just putting it out there for me not to remember later (laughs) (laughs) that's a great one our listeners will kind of remember for us (laughs) yeah so i mean i i have a feeling we'll see a little bit more about this i'm guessing they'll probably come to us next episode with some more Bianca stuff to sort mm-hmm. of like, they wouldn't drop this now yeah. and then not quickly resolve it. Yeah. Before, because your penultimate and ultimate episodes have to be about Wednesday. So mm-hmm. I feel like episode six will be a little more Bianca than we've seen in the past, which would be great. Um, it's just very late in, a, yes. in an eight episode show. To be introducing whatever this is. Yeah, and I wonder if they're doing that for possible season two story arcs or anything like that. I don't know. I have lots of questions. That's also a possibility. I'm just glad that they're not openly making the only dark-skinned Black person who is a named character the villain of the show anymore. Because um, different dark-skinned Black people are villains of the show. (laughs) 
like we're gonna keep the same thesis but we're gonna mix it up just a little <sighs> it's yeah not great it's not great uh we will just everyone so you are aware we will be having a wrap-up show for this mm-hmm. um podcast and we plan on talking a little bit more about that kind of stuff there but yeah. uh i mean yeah she's still seen as manipulative in this situation which is like a whole like commentary on women as well yeah so <laughs> there's a lot there's a lot that could be said um but i want to see kind of how this storyline yes i would goes. i want to know who the ultimate villain is i've got some more theories i'm gonna uh, that go we'll, we'll forget with trauma <laughs> yeah <laughs> always yeah it's always the ultimate villain is trauma that is correct <laughs> um because whomever this person is that is turning into this monster has got to be experiencing some major trauma lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Yeah. Speaking of trauma, Wednesday goes to visit someone who's had a lot of physical trauma re- recently. Yeah. Goes to see Eugene in the hospital. Right. And he's like hooked up majorly to like oh, yeah. all the things. And she brought him honey. She took care of hive number five. I yeah. was like, and made sure that thing is there watching over him. Yeah. So I thought that was very sweet because. Earlier in the episode, Ina was talking about, you haven't gone to visit him in the hospital. I've had mm-hmm. Thing there the whole time. And I would, we know, I would have known like, instantly if anything went wrong. Thing can't keep a secret, so you know he's no. going <laughs> to tell her. No. Uh, we also- Somehow. <laughs> still trying to figure out how Thing communicates, because everyone's always like, slow down. How do you think he sees? <sighs> I think it's vibes. <laughs> I was thinking about this. Like, I really thought about this for probably longer you than did? I should have. Okay. So I was like, he probably picks up on the energy of the people and things around him and is able to, like, at least know locally where things are. But I don't know how he watches anything. I don't know. It's a lot. It's a lot of unknowns. It is a lot of unknowns. Uh, the alternate title for this show. 
true. Very true. We also find out that Eugene has two moms and his moms know who Wednesday is. Yeah. And he, his moms know that he loves bees and calls them fuzzy wuzzy babies. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is just classic of <laughs> parents to completely and totally eviscerate you with uh in terms of popularity even when you're in a coma yeah they're gonna do it you know they're gonna bring out the baby pictures next yep so uh that was a heartwarming moment before we get back to crime Mm -hmm. uh if we go to the medical examiner's office this is where we see the sheriff kind of investigating the scene we find out that the gun was the coroner's he used Mm -hmm. his own gun there's no video because there was black bubble gum on the camera yep and he left this note that says uh that he felt guilty about an old case and has been living with it forever and he just couldn't do it anymore and this case was the Garrett Gates case. Da, da, da. Yeah. Um, he, clearly planted. <laughs> you know? It's a little too convenient. It's way convenient. Yeah. Like, um, oh, that this is what happens. Interesting that, you know, Gomez comes to town. And right. Wednesday calls that, says this later, too. It's like, yeah. don't you think it's a little weird that, like, my dad's in town and then this happens? Uh, it's a little sus. It's very sus, and I'll tell you, my chief suspect is Weems. Okay. You know? I don't know. Really? I don't know. Huh. Okay, all right, let's sit with it for a bit. Let me see. Okay. I, I mean, it probably could be, but I think it's like, it wants, I, wa- I want it to not be her. Well, I, I want it to not be her as well, but I just think of the kind of noted hate that she has for Morticia and, you know, she would see it as not necessarily righting a wrong, but uh, something that would get to Morticia if Gomez was taken away and put in prison and he had just happened, you know, this man just happens to kill himself on right before parents weekend. Yeah. When she knew that Gomez would be in town. Um, It's all pretty sus. It is. I mean, she's got, she's, there's, she's high up there. She's high up there. The only thing that keeps me from being a hundred percent in is the fact that she was in, like, she can't, I don't think she's working alone. I agree with you. Because she was at the end of the episode, she's in her office when the fire will rain thing comes out. And mm-hmm. I don't think, I think she's maybe working with Miss Thornhill. Or somebody else? Yeah. Uh, you know, we got nothing of Miss Thornhill this episode. She just clapped. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, and but... that was the vampires. She was sitting with the fangs. Oh, I don't know what that says. I don't know either. Um, but yeah, I, it's very possible that the two of them could be in on it together. I just would, I don't know. I just feel like I, we're getting really into the, the like midst of things we're we're getting down to the last three episodes am i right um so we've got to get some questions answered because there are so many questions and it's not going to be not not possible but it's not going to be coherent if all of these uh mysteries are answered by one oh yeah no 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 i think it's going to be like a domino effect of like this leads into this leads into this type Mm -hmm. of thing 
Um, but yeah, some stuff has got to get wrapped up so, sometime soon. That, which is why I think like the Bianca stuff probably will happen next episode. Yeah, but that makes sense. You mean so, Brandy Jane? Yes, Brandy Jane. <laughs> <laughs> um. So after visiting the coroner's office, like the sheriff is determined. He's like, "This is it. I gotta go arrest Gomez." So while everyone's enjoying the buffet mm-hmm. and all of this stuff and Enid's mom is telling her how disappointed she is in Enid and all of this stuff is happening um Sheriff just like walks in arrests Gomez and, and like Morticia kind of cries like she doesn't cry but she just kind of cries yeah um I don't think it was in her contract to cry <laughs> so <laughs> she wasn't gonna do that work um and i i like an extra zero per exactly (laughs) here things are made of gold uh yeah this this you know i i really don't like shows of force like this um you know unless they're for like really bad people you know Uh, or it was like an emergent danger situation he was you know he they got incredible intel that he was on the verge of killing someone else He's sitting down and having a meal of food with his family at an incredibly well-appointed buffet, I should say. It was pretty fancy. There's, there's something on the menu for any matter of person or creature you might be. And they had so many options. It was like a fogo de chow in there. I love that. Like Wednesday wasn't hungry. She's like, hunger eludes me. Like the truth <laughs> eludes you. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> she's so moody (laughs) it was good yeah but like just busts right in and uh arrests him in front of everyone so it's like he's making a statement he's yes like show it's a whole to do that didn't need to be done that never needed to be done um based on evidence that was planted and i don't even think they did due diligence to see whether or not the evidence is yeah. planted. Yeah. Just but believe the... every old note you read. <laughs> Don't yeah. look at the circumstances of the crime. Don't yeah. think critically. No. Uh, well, Wednesday, you know, is going to have to go visit her dad in jail. Like, she cannot yeah. let the stand. And I thought this and Thing has to come too. Of course. Thing is so sad. He just slides down. The hand. <laughs> Um, yeah I thought this was really sweet Um, this is where we get you know Gomez's side of the story saying that Garrett was infatuated with Morticia Morticia mistook his kind his or he took mistook Morticia's kindness and like started stalking this person started stalking Morticia Um, and he had come to the Raven with murderous intent and they fought on the scaffolding and this was a terrible accident. And once he's like, I would have believed it if I hadn't played Russian roulette with this man all of this time and knew about his tells. <laughs> First of all, don't play Russian roulette. Second of all, Check. don't do it with your children. And Double third check. of all, bravo to Wednesday for knowing his dad's tells. <laughs> I thought it was it was good. And he says, you know, like, I'm sorry I wasn't a better, better father. And she responds and says, you know, you taught me to be strong and independent, to never lose sight of myself. You've been more than adequate. 
this yeah, reminded me a sweet. lot of like me and my dad like there are times Aww. where we have like conversations like this and it was just was really it was really sweet and it ends you know with him saying gracias wednesday and i was like oh it's like I, spanish i know i love that they speak spanish to each other but that's it yeah um, <laughs> yeah just and it's like one word at a time but just, you know yeah. what we'll take it we'll take it we'll, we'll take, take it the, we'll take the spanglish we'll take it. <laughs> um we yeah i this is just a very sad scene and it it's you know gomez again we eventually learn uh taking, taking the rap the for morticia because that's just how much he loves her um and we'll discuss this later but it's it's very cute when uh wednesday and pugsley are having a conversation yeah. and they talk about how their parents have never spent a night apart since they were married you know that that has got to hurt so and i'm sure probably even before then i mean yeah they've, they've been connected at the hip for such a long time yeah since high school yeah that's so rare I mean, Gomez would wear orange. I know. Protect Morticia. <laughs> that is saying a lot. <laughs> like, it's a lot. Like, yeah. forget about like taking the fall and the attempted murder. Exactly. I mean, we all know that orange. orange was never going to be the new pink. <laughs> new poof. <laughs> but it either was it, orange wasn't the new black in this case. No. <laughs> also, no. Just orange. <laughs> Yes. So Wednesday, knowing her father, knows that, the, you know, Gomez didn't do it, heads into the sheriff's office, kind of has the same conversation that we just had. Like, listen, this is mighty convenient. And the sheriff's like, well, we have a signed confession. And we also learn that there's no DNA match. But we then also learn that, like, the sheriff is blaming Gomez for, like, the death of the entire Gates family. Right. I was like, what? How obsessed are you with yeah. this case that you have decided in your own tiny little pebble of a mind that not only did Gomez commit a murder, but because he committed the murder, it led the, not the dominoes to fall in a way that led to the deaths of everyone else in the family. Yeah, and I feel like in the scene we also got the story about how like the Gates family owned the land that right. um, Nevermore is on and like they felt like it was stolen from them. So I think this is like a subverted commentary on current situations mm -hmm. in the world, which I thought was interesting because it's, it's just like this white man has lost his power right. from the outcasts and and the sheriff is cited, like feels like it's not just like keeping it to the isolated incident. He's like spreading it yes. through generations and stuff like that. And I, right. I, it just struck me as a, I, I could be reading way too much into it and giving. I don't way think you are. Credit. I don't think you <laughs> are. Situation. I think I that it's like, definitely supposed really to hint. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I think it's definitely supposed to hint at that, at, at kind of the, you know, 2022 being the year of the disgruntled white man, essentially believing that their things have been stole stolen by people who don't deserve them and didn't work for them yeah. you know like they worked for them question mark what um <laughs> yeah so yeah it, it's it's the tiniest veiled criticism that anyone could ever levy it's so subtle that most people will probably miss it <laughs> i know i'm like eh. <laughs> just but... because it needs to be just it, you could just say it 
Um, yeah, I, I think if I wasn't looking, like, I think me, even, you know, five, seven years ago, probably wouldn't have picked up on, yeah. on this. The, We're the professional watchers now, people. <laughs> but even just, you know, the conversations I've had since then and how yeah. I've, I've, I've grown in my awareness of things, mm-hmm. you know, I, it's just a different lens to look at life. With. Yeah, for sure. Well, well, uh, Wednesday's trying to avenge her family. <laughs> against the police force uh even like this situation (laughs) this emid interaction with her mom i mean this is obviously like i know what i just said about the gates family could be a little bit of a stretch but this was 100 percent blatant like commentary on conversion therapy when it comes to the <laughs> LGBTQIA community, because yeah. we have like this girl dressed up in rainbows mm-hmm. talking to her mom. Her mom gives her a gift of all of these like camp brochures to like convert yes. her into a werewolf because don't you just want to be normal? And I yeah, was like, yeah. whoa. Yeah. You're doing it this way show. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. I guess. Um, a little ham-fisted, maybe, uh, but I get the parallels, sure. And it's it's not that I'm saying that this is an impor- important topic to have a discussion about. I think that media has just kind of let me down in the way that it discusses it. Not just here, but there is a quote-unquote horror, quote-unquote movie called uh, They, unquote? Them. Oh. They Slash Them. And it was... It's on Peacock if you want to just laugh your way through a movie about something that should be serious um, and immediately know who the killer is. But it was just so poorly done. And there's just kind of, you know, it was the most interesting part about it was, you know, the people who had been sent to the camp and we weren't allowed to sit with them in their, you know, like trying to be free and trying to be themselves. And you know, on this is a much smaller scope, but I just don't think that anyone is sticking the landing that well when it comes to talking about what it's like to have to deal with the possibility of conversion therapy. Well, I thought it was interesting that this was in the context, which has been done before, of like a supernatural being, yes, like equating. That's been done before. Um, you know, being queer to being a non-human, um, which is so, which is bad enough to begin with. Um, but I don't know, like, I, I think I have to trust that my reaction to the scene is what they wanted me to get yes. out of it. I, I think that that's what they wanted out of it. And yeah. um, I'm glad it was like, just, short i'm glad enid you know stood up for herself in the end of it all mm-hmm. but i was not expecting the brochures i'm just gonna say it. i was not expecting- i was not expecting brochures uh- <laughs> <laughs> i mean my mom always used to like uh like fake say she was like i have a brochure to a convent in the alps that i'll send you to if like things get really and i was wow like, yeah i know right <laughs> like yeah but i never saw an actual brochure this woman had actual brochures it yeah no like, she's been doing her homework on how to best quote unquote fix her daughter yeah so yeah it, it really is terrible 
And it's sad to see her dad, who seems like she has a much better relationship with because he just seems like a, a much better person. But often in relationships like that between, you know, two people that are married, the more dominant one is the one that gets the say. And even if you disagree with everything they have to say, your quiet passivity means that they get to essentially make all the rules. And it can also be read by the child as acceptance of yes. the situation as well. Exactly. And um, that's not a fun place for Enid to be in. No, to feel like so. she has no support within her family, in addition to not have, being able to wolf out and have a pack. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, her brothers and sisters are like playing frisbee. Oh They're gosh. not even like interacting with her i thought it was no it's it's wild um i have a i have a theory okay i'm ready to hear it what if the reason that enid can't turn into a werewolf is because she turns into something else completely different okay so i had a feeling that's where you were going which is why i was talking about i was thinking earlier in this episode about the person having to know enough about murder stuff and like all of the clues are in Enid's room. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, she would be an under the radar type of person. She's the person you probably least suspect other than Eugene, but it could also be Eugene because you know, he, there's been no attack since he's been in the hospital. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Going back to all the, the attacks, Enid at the farmer, not the farmer's market, the harvest festival. Yeah. Uh, You're was, the same. It wasn't near <laughs> Wednesday. Like she was away. She just like tried to hug her and she said goodbye and she was there. So that's one place. When, when Eugene was attacked, where was Enid? Uh, Do we know? Allegedly at the dance right oh yeah with lucas right but you know there were times we didn't see yeah i mean it's plausible it's plausible i mean you know also miss thornhill definitely disappeared during the dance after she had been explicitly told to watch wednesday i know but we don't i don't know i think I don't know. We'll see. I know it's it's not that I want (laughs) these theories to be accurate because I I don't want the answer to this to be the person you least suspect, Enid. Yeah. Or the person who used to play this role of Wednesday, Christina Thornhill. Like Thornhill. Like I just don't. That's not. That doesn't. um, I love when I love mysteries, and I love when the mystery is solved by something cool and inventive that you would never have thought of otherwise. And I don't like cliches as much as a result of that. What so, if cousin, it. What if they made cousin it like not cool, and cousin it is like <laughs> now the 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 creature. I, yeah, I, he loses all that hair to become oh, the creature. No, you yeah, think that like, they would yeah. find it? No, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's a lot of different ways it could go, but I I do see the suspectability on Enid from where yeah. you're coming from. It's there, you know. Um and it would be something that she would be ashamed to talk about because she comes from a family of werewolves. Um, Do you think she knows though? I I think to an extent there has to be awareness because remember we saw the cave with the scratch marks, but it also had restraints. Mm-hmm. 
like trying to maybe keep yourself restrained. It might just be that, you know, she does that what she does as the monster and she can't control herself, but I guess she doesn't kill Wednesday. That kind of takes away from not being able to control herself. Yeah. I I don't know. We got eyes on you, Enid. Yeah. I just want, I just wanted to make sure that by the end of this podcast run, before we get the answers that I have said every possible (laughs) character's name as a suspect, so i've covered student all number the five student, yeah, exactly. what if it's student number five it's student you know? number three <laughs> i picked them out of a lineup <laughs> first name student last name three three well enid is um hanging out with her family i guess I uh wednesday guess. is also hanging out with her family pugsley's like kind of having a little pout on the pier yeah he's just like go away the alliteration oh thank you uh stop trying to be nice like all of the stuff it's just like don't like brings fishing gear to pugsley and basically they have this conversation about which i thought was a little relatable because as parents get older it's like you have to be the strong one like parents are going through like this transition if their parents are going to be in jail like it's going to change your role in the family type of thing not saying that my parents have ever gone to jail but my yeah. parents are getting older and like the role of uh of a daughter or of a son in this way you know wednesday tells him um you know you're gonna have to be strong for a mom which i thought you know yeah. was different for him and because he thought he was going to be the first one <laughs> be behind bars it was his dream uh yeah yeah, i that also doesn't make sense because um fester well i yes unless they're talking about just like the four just like oh the four of them okay uh i think it's very i mean pugsley in all iterations is adorable just like they cast the cutest kids to play pugsley and this pugsley is so sweet like he's still enjoys uh fishing with not uh, live bait in the form <laughs> of like actual bombs yeah i was gonna ask uh i'm not a big fisher person i'm not a, <laughs> i'm not a, i'm not a big fisher person uh-huh. uh it's it's pronounced fisherist <laughs> no what are they called anglers i'm not a sure. i'm not a huge angler uh- I'm not either, but every man with a dating profile is. Sure is. Sure is. <laughs> yeah. I love fish. I don't know, like, the the efficacy of a grenade when it comes to... <laughs> no, it's, it's the same fish. way. I mean, people people catch fish by using guns. Like, this is an actual thing that happens. I This is, I mean, this is how much of not a fisher person I am. I, I get... <clears throat> There's a part of my personality that tunes into way too much uh, like reality TV content sometimes about like people, like white people in the woods doing wood stuff. And they're always like, yeah, just go and grab this rifle over here and go out there and shoot ourselves some fish. And it's well, like, you should do fish in a barrel. And apparently in open water too. <laughs> or they use, uh, what are the, they called, um, like grab the guns that shoot like grappling grapple yeah Yeah. um so a bomb you know it gets the job done he's so happy about it he is (laughs) he he just really loved it uh but if you uh, 
are a person who fishes let us yeah. know if that is an acceptable i don't think it's very humane for the fish no uh but if or the water in general or like anything that. else living yeah. there yeah and, and also if you're a man who has a, a fish like a trophy on your is one of the pictures on your dating profile tell we us don't why need, we don't get to see it <laughs> we don't need to see it but tell us why I would like to know. I would like to know. Yeah, that I mean, what Honestly, is that? This what is does that mean? Sociological research yeah. for me. Yeah, I would like to know. <laughs> well, after talking with Pugsley on the pier Wednesday, meets Morticia in the nightshades room. Randomly. Yeah. Well, speaking of cults, we got the morning song in the nightshades. Interesting. I wonder Ooh. if they're connected. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Huh. Anyway. Morticia and Wednesday are hanging out in the nature, the nightshades room, and they have a complicated mom and daughter relationship. Mm. And they have their conversation about how Wednesday feels like she can never live up live up to Morticia's legacy. That like sending me here is basically saying that I only exist in your shadow. Yeah. And Morticia's like, you know, not everything's a competition. <laughs> Wednesday's like, no, everything's a competition. Oh, I agree Whoa. with Wednesday. Whoa. Everything well, I, is a competition. I am not a, I mean, I love, I'll get caught up in a competition, but I could take it or leave it. Uh, I don't know who I am. If I'm not competing. <laughs> That's why you are in debate. <laughs> um, the, Mortish talks a little bit about how the night she's used to be more than, you know, because she asked, yeah. like, why haven't you joined? If they asked you to join, why didn't you join? And she's like, uh, no, I don't want to be a part of this. And she says, you know, we used to be more. We used to protect outcasts from harm. Mm. Um, and the Nightshades were actually founded by Goody Adams, Ooh. who came from Mexico. What? Yeah. Uh, first Absolutely of all, wild. how, I mean, that's a long, I mean, for the 1600s. That's a long way to go. Yeah. Um, but uh, this how is old also, is this school? <laughs> this is also oh when, when Morticia <laughs> tells Wednesday that uh, it wasn't Gomez that killed Garrett. Yeah. Um, she adds some more details to the story here by saying that Garrett came to the Raven foaming in the mouth, looking like a rabid beast, and so this gives Wednesday some more some more clues as to what she thinks happened. <laughs> I'm such an idiot that when she said all of those symptoms, I went rabies. Me too. <laughs> I was like, oh, is this guy a werewolf that yeah, also has exactly. rabies? I don't understand. Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> and then I like slowly but surely like deleted rabies from my notes. <laughs> like letter by letter? Yes. <laughs> Because that's how ashamed I was. <laughs> and I felt like it was important to sit in it. Well, I mean, she, I'm glad, yeah. I'm really glad that you came to that same conclusion because <laughs> I was like, oh, I've solved a mystery in this yeah. show. I was like, oh, that's it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this, but this gives Wednesday some more questions, so much so that she decides the only solution, the only solution is to dig this guy. Yeah. You know, noted lover of autopsies wednesday adams and like smelling like she loves she loves the smell of death she she was wafting that stuff in like it was a pumpkin spice something or other yeah (laughs) did i say waffling (laughs) 
I'm just hungry. <laughs> so, yeah, hey, so waffle she- in that scent, Marissa. <laughs> <laughs> I got to be honest, I did not expect there to be a body because I was like, oh, well, maybe Garrett's the creature. Yes, I and thought the so- same thing. I, when there was a body, I was like, oh, well. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, once he notices that um like well basically she takes a finger off <laughs> off of garrett uh because he she probably need it well she's wednesday um because mortician wednesday get promptly arrested for obviously <laughs> digging up a dead body clearly digging up a grave <laughs> yes and so a when giant she... light she pulls out this the finger that she took from him she notices it's like purple and so the hypothesis here is that Garrett was dying before he was even stabbed by the sword, no matter who did it, because he was poisoned by nightshade poison. Yes. But um, there is a thing in the law called <laughs> but for causation. I'm sorry, but <laughs> but for? But for causation. Not but five, not no. but six, nope, but four. But four. Okay. Um, and essentially it means, but for this action, this other action would not have occurred. So if it had not been in, you know, more human speak, because everything in the law <laughs> is rooted in like British law, common yes. law. So, you know, it's everything is ye old and but for. Freaking Puritans again. Yeah. And so much Latin. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But for, or had it not been for Morticia stabbing him, then he would not have fallen down and died the way well, he did. Even though the cause he was of death already was, yes, the cause of death in that instance was the fall. The cause of death was not the nightshade poison. So therefore, exactly. that yes, that she makes killed sense. that man. Yes, <laughs> which yeah. I honestly, that man was attacking her. I'm not one of those people like who's going to shy away when a man is attacking me and, and not even like the help that I have here can do anything about it. I, I'll, if I have a chance, I'm going to pick up a weapon. Like I, I, th- this is the type of thing that's going to come back and haunt me. I'm going to be in a future true crime podcast hosted <laughs> by Mari and Sarah, where they're just going to play clips on the Latanya story <laughs> they're just gonna play clips from this podcast <laughs> to prove why i'm guilty so I i'm gonna stop talking <laughs> we both said some things today that could be We've said some podcast. Things. um but anyway yes so she sees this vision where it confirms that you know garrett's dad gave him nightshade poison put it in a pocket and was basically like put this in the punch and poison the entire school because they took my land and all this stuff and garrett's like yeah dad i'm gonna go do that because like morticia's not paying attention to me so i'm gonna go and so he goes but when he first encounters gomez maybe gomez is like also i don't know but uh gomez like pushes him and um this is where the bottle of poison like seeps into like cuts him and like seeps into him and that's how he's been poisoned oh so yeah therefore... they were both completely responsible yeah. for this man's <laughs> death like this is the thing that makes no sense to me when they blackmail the sheriff i'm just like dude you could still be arrested for this both of you yeah. now two of you can be arrested for his murder great 
Yeah, it was, yeah, it was just like, okay, well, that's it. And then how, somehow Wednesday and Morticia get out of jail to go visit the mayor to even have this conversation. I don't know and how I that was happened. Like, I don't get how that happened. But uh, they use the fact that they know that the mayor covered up this crime, uh, covered up this whole, like, whole situation to basically right. say, like, just let Gomez go because mm-hmm. we know this, you know this, yada yada yada. This doesn't make any sense. So right. just let Gomez go. And um Morticia's like, uh, mainly because she had put in a, in a complaint about Garrett and the stalking before, and uh, ma- the mayor had not taken it seriously. So she's like, in return, you can drop all the charges on my husband. Mm-hmm. So they did. Yeah, it would be, you know, Wednesday doesn't use social media, but everyone else does. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine that getting on Enid's blog? It would be blog, it would be everywhere. It's true. Um, so, you know, you it makes sense that this small town mayor, formerly sheriff, would Maybe the mayor is working with Weem. I wouldn't be surprised if the two of them were because it seemed like there was a little bit of chemistry going uh, between the two of them in that coffee shop when they met at uh, the Weather Vane. Well, and we also hypothesize that Weems might not be the real Weems. Yeah. So, yeah. Because we still don't know who that man was or if she just transit, like, not transition, good lord. Uh, if she just shape-shifted. Tur- shapeshifted into a man in order to get out of the men's bathroom. Yeah. Because yeah. that was, that's a, ra- a very random, I hope that gets explained. Because it's yeah. very random to just involve this man for no reason. <laughs> and who is that man? We still don't know. Oh. Uh, well, uh, because Morticia has seen Wednesday have a vision in jail, she decides to like have this conversation. It was just, like a really cute, it was great. Like, great conversation. She's like, I'm, I'm sorry you felt you couldn't tell me. I'm always here for you. And Wednesday really opens up to her mom and is like, look, I, I can't control this. And... Um, Morticia tells Wednesday, you know, your powers are a reflection of who we are, which this is stuff we never got from the original Adams family because no, they didn't have, they these, didn't powers. have these powers. And she says that Wednesday is a raven, more power, poor, powerful, more potent. Um, but if you don't learn how to control this, like this can lead to madness. And the only way you're going to get help is if someone from our bloodline reaches out to help, reaches out for help. Mm-hmm. Or to help you and Wednesday's like well that's Goody Goody's been doing this and Morticia kind of warns is like Goody is a good witch but um, she's also vengeful and yeah, she couldn't and a save murderer. herself so like me yeah <laughs> Morticia the murderer Morticia the murderer uh, <laughs> yes she apparently killed uh, Cracky Town Cracky Tales yeah yeah I mean I think there's definitely a lot of murder in this family. My goodness. Uh, but I, I hope that like in a, a future episode, we get some more, like, I hope Goody does try to reach out and maybe not through a vision, like maybe through an apparition or like through thing or something. Like we get just more Goody trying to help Wednesday. Yes. I'm interested in weird Wednesdays that we were calling <laughs> creepy Wednesday. Uh, yeah, creepy Wednesday. I always love how, the um, ancestors that come back to help you in a movie or a TV show almost almost always miraculously look exactly like you, except for one major feature. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I would I would be all in for a conversation through time and space between 
uh, Goody and Wednesday. Um, I would be open for an episode that's just an extended vision as well. Sure, sure, sure. Because that could get, I mean, we're talking about the trippy world of Tim Burton, right? That's the kind of thing that they could really soar with. It, you know, is there like a, a whole lot of, episode that's a vision? That's a vision, yeah. Ooh. Like episodes of TV that are about dreams, like you can do a lot more in that space than you can just it's in true. reality. It's true. Because of how surreal everything is. So I, we've got a lot of ground to cover. We've got to get our uh, our Brandy Jane episode. <laughs> uh, she wants to be called Bianca. We got to get our Bianca episode. We got to get uh, get our. This is a full like apparition or not apparition. This is a full uh, vision episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you know just solve five thousand mystery <laughs> questions that we have, and then we're good. <laughs> All in a day's work. All, yeah. all in a three episodes left. <laughs> um, we do also, you know, after this conversation, get a cute little family hug by the yeah, Adams family. That was sweet. Like all, <laughs> probably could like mark the last time they hugged on a calendar. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Back at school, everyone's starting to say goodbye to their families, and I just love how Enid does it she just like walks up and she's like i'm not going to camp mom like this is not you know i'm gonna be me until you finally accept me for who i am and i love as much as i wish the dad would have protected and talked a little bit more about enid prior to this his response of you do you was was pretty good i i think it was a missed opportunity for Enid to perform the song This Is Me from The Greatest Showman. But other than that... She probably has like a gazillion times in that room before Wednesday yes. moved in. Like it's very... There's enough room for activities, you know? Oh, I know I would have. I, like, <laughs> honestly, I feel bad for everyone who's ever lived anywhere near me. Because <laughs> the singing does not just occur in the shower. It's just... <laughs> Throughout the apartment, always has been, always will be. Are you um, siren? You know, we'll talk about this off. <laughs> off, off <pod. laughs> um, but yeah, I do think what Enid do, does here uh, to turn down those brochures and not go to one of those creepy conversion camps yeah. um, is fantastic. It's lovely that she also has the privilege to do so. And still be financially backed by her parents. Because in the real case of conversion camps, that is not the case. Uh, People are often disowned. And uh, that means that they have no more money. So, yeah, they often don't have the agency or the choices that Enid has in the situation. Exactly. For sure. So while I'm glad that she used her voice, I think it's important to note that, uh, you know, she does have privilege in being able to do so. Yes, agreed. Uh, Bianca also tells her mom something. She doesn't say no 100%. She just basically says like, okay, I'll help you. But like, you're gonna have to wait till after the school year's over. Mm -hmm. And this is the last time I'm gonna help you type of thing. She's drawing some boundaries. Yeah, it's just, it's interesting. Uh, The idea that a siren song could dry up is interesting. Oh, right? Yeah. Um, and, And the fact that we haven't seen anyone yet be influenced by the siren song mm-hmm. is just a waste in my <laughs> i'm know, sure it's coming i'm sure it's coming. so much time on bees come on <laughs> <laughs> the fussy, fussy babies 
<laughs> this is true. There has yeah. been a lot of B talk. Uh-huh. Um, and then the Adams family says goodbye, and um, Morticia is like remind talking about how she was reminded of all these wonderful times. And she says to Wednesday, like, even though I'm living in this nostalgia, basically, I recognize that you have your own path to blaze. Like, it's okay. You can go do your own thing. I don't want to be a stranger in your life. I'm here for you. I'm only a crystal ball away. Yeah, that like almost made me tear up a little bit. <laughs> I've become noted, uh, you know, uh, emotional person this week <laughs> uh, in any given pop culture context. But yeah, that definitely got to me I, because those are just all words that anyone would want their parent to say to them, minus the crystal ball. And it, you know, and it, I think it hit a little bit more for me now that I know like because Wednesday was so vulnerable with her before that like she, I, I yeah. think Wednesday's receiving this message even though Morticia exactly. might have said it a couple of times before yeah. I feel like this time it's stuck yeah and, and yeah and dredging up some dredging up some family secrets in this case helped bring the family closer together you know it got everybody arrested with the exception of Pugsley who's just eating his potpourri and killing fish with a grenade but ultimately, they had a group hug, so all's well that ends well. <laughs> it's the most normal one. Yeah. Oh. And we got, like, this little air kiss situation. Yeah, that was so that she From wouldn't them. mess up her, her lipstick. <laughs> <laughs> so the Adams family says goodbye. And Wednesday, and I don't know, did I miss something? In this last scene, because she just basically like goes into Weems's office and is like, I know you were a shapeshifter and I know that's like why like how did she She so remember earlier in the episode where Morticia was like, Can we keep this yearbook um as like a oh, stolen yeah, yeah, memory yeah, yeah. lane? Oh, because yeah. of Judy Garland. Because of the Judy Garland right, of the all. Judy Garland, which honestly is I was like, What? <laughs> yeah so i guess what she did is she took the information that her and her mom did this judy garland duet and when she looked at the picture she was like oh that is judy garland the only way that that can happen is that it's, principal yeah. is the shapeshifter no that part made sense to me but the whole turn of events and the way that she found out was seeing her shape shift into judy garland is a level of ridiculousity. <laughs> that I don't think that we are able to handle. I would go as far as to say it's no longer ridiculous, but it's just recoculous now. I feel like uh, this episode was like, okay, so we started this thing with Gomez being an mm -hmm. attempted murderer, and we have this like other thing happening. How do we cross the streams? I know. We'll have episode five be this wacky like discovery uh, truth telly type of thing where we it's basically like a potpourri of truth because <laughs> we get like the truth about Enid's family the truth about Bianca's family right. the truth about the Adams family the truth about Principal Reams so it's just kind of like take your take your pick yeah what we, we needed answers to all of them we always already knew the answer to that but you know yeah. I guess Wednesday didn't um I have a question for you is yeah. this show good <laughs> I mean, I'm, I, that, hmm. <laughs> so. call it, that's it. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm sure if I were binging it, uh -huh. that's it true. would have been an enjoyable weekend watch. Yes, it was definitely 
I like the way we're doing it, honestly, because it, I think that it's for way us. more fun. <laughs> it's fun for I, other people. I hope, I hope that you all listening are having a good time because we have just been ourselves completely during this <laughs> podcast. Like, this is a conversation that Marissa and I would have on the phone, honestly, um, for the same amount of time. <laughs> so... I, I just had to ask myself that question because I was watching a video essay earlier today about why so why it's the decline of uh, television essentially and why streaming content yeah. and the need for producing it means that you know the content has gotten worse and worse just because quantity over quality is the streaming model. Well, and, and we even saw like I think it was reported today in the Discord. I was that, just like, about to say, yeah. yeah, go for it. Yeah, that uh, Wednesday is now the most watched television show within one, a one-week period, surpassing Stranger Things. The, in terms the of last hours. Season. In terms of hours watched. It was something wild, like 34.1 million hours or something. Does this mean that like people are watching it twice? <laughs> like, uh, I, don't... <laughs> I don't know. I was like, wow. I mean, I mean I'm it's sure. a different demographic. I will We're, say that's We are partly thing. responsible for <laughs> some of that watching because we have been watching these episodes twice a couple times just to have notes. Oh, um, the podcast inflation. It is the, it's the podification of uh, streaming. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, I just, I thought that would be an interesting question. <laughs> I mean, as of episode of five, I think this is an enjoyable TV show. Yeah. If it is a good TV show, I will reserve judgment till the end just to kind of see how it goes. But there are, it's very layered, kind of disjointed at this point. And I think this episode, you know, if I were being with my critic hat on, uh-huh. was a bit disjointed in terms of how they tried to have an intersection of all of these stories and then introducing the Bianca storyline to me right. was really kind of surprising. And if it sticks along longer than one episode, uh, I'm going to be like, not if it's not resolved by right. next episode, it, it'll be a little, there are some good little messy. There are some good notes in this episode, I think, but overall episode five may belong in Uriah's heap. Yeah. <laughs> good call. That was good. <laughs> Yeah. Well, before we end, we just I do just want to uh, end on the 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 note of the episode. There's like this fire will rain message. What is that? Towards the end. What does that even mean? Why is it written in fire? I mean, okay. So what do we know about fire in this this universe? The only thing I can think of is that the tree, like in the opening credits, that one time we got them. We did go through those. The the tree is on fire. And then Mm -hmm. also in the drawing that of Goody and Joseph Crackstone, there's obviously like a fire and then like the meeting house fire. Right. So I don't know if this is like, what if the creature is Joseph Crackstone? I have no idea. Like an undead (laughs) Joseph Crackstone? Yeah. Go dig up his grave. If there's a body, then it's not him. If there's no body, then... Yeah, exactly. I don't know why the undead Joseph Crackstone would save Wednesday's life. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he was feeling guilty about a crime he did many, many centuries ago, (laughs) and then he he could... I can help this one. Yeah, he's trying to right the wrongs. Yeah. Um, You know, if... If the killer turns out to be Cracky Tails, I will laugh my ass off. 
I, I will. The hat. Like, I need the creature to be wearing the hat. Yeah, I, there's not nearly enough soft shoe <laughs> in this show. Although right. I, I will note, speaking of dancing real quick, yeah. that Jenna Ortega choreographed that dance that we she saw did. in the uh, Raven episode. And I thought that was really cool. She apparently looked at uh, videos of 80s goth kids dancing to like get all of the footwork down. And I think she also drew upon the original um, Wednesday Yes, the original Adams. Wednesday Adams. There's a video going around YouTube comparing the two of them doing the mashed potato. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to do it, dance like, yeah. like dance like no one's watching like Wednesday. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. So just do we want to sum up our usual suspects before we sign off? So you're high. Yeah. Who's your number one right now? Okay. For which mystery? <laughs> Whichever one comes to mind first. Okay. For like, I mean, I guess for the like, monster. Yeah, for the creature thing. I still don't have a good read. Um, I maybe Tyler. Um, you're not sticking with Weems. I mean, I think that Weems is working with someone to do nefarious things. I I guess Weems could shape shift into a monster. That's that makes sense, but. Learning that Weems is a shapeshifter so early on in the run yeah. would make that really a stale reveal. Yeah. So I'm hoping that's not the case. And I'm hoping that it's someone that we only medium suspect. Where is the real Weems if this isn't the real Weems? Yeah. Where is she? I know. Is that a theory oh. that still works? <laughs> that this isn't the real Weems? I really wanted like Morticia to ask her like some sort of question. Like, remember that one time we right. wore pink? And right. she would be like, yes or no, depending. You know what I mean? Like, I just wanted yeah. some sort of, like... I thought that them something. meeting together, you know, would have more of an impact than Morticia seeing that her page was torn out of the yearbook. And yeah. then Wednesday having to hand that yearbook back over to Weems. Yeah, That's all we got out of that scene. It was uh, interesting. Yeah. And if we're supposed to be... I don't know. I don't know if they don't want to make it obvious. The thing is, people like to know something. <laughs> like, you don't have to tell me all of the things, right. but I need to sort of know something. So I'm hoping we get to know something soon. Um, I think Weems is being used. Really? By I think whom? She, that I don't know. I think she's like, a, for lack of a better term, the survivor reference meat shield in this situation. <laughs> Like she's, she's like her story of not, you know, getting along well with Morticia, like lines up with all of this sort of, but again, the creature is saving Wednesday. So I right. think it's like, I don't know. I don't know. I still have a lot on Miss Thornhill, even though we didn't get anything. This we didn't episode. get anything for Miss Thornhill this episode and Miss Thornhill. I, I am for the pairing of Miss Thornhill and Weems. Yeah, yeah, I could see like, Being responsible for some things and Weems maybe shape-shifting into, uh, you know, the creature in order to escalate things or whatever it is they're doing. Cause chaos that puts Wednesday Adams at the center of everything. I don't know. I, I the, motive, the, outcast. the motive here is tenuous at best. Yeah, what is it? <laughs> what is the motive? What was the reason? Oh boy. <laughs> this show should be like Wednesday question mark. Um <laughs> the I only love that we went from last episode being like, oh, what a great show. And now we're just like, 
Lord. It was the dance. Yeah, it was um, definitely the dance. Like, Lord, please give us strength. We are, how are we going to get through this damn show? <laughs> we could do it. We'll do it's, it. Yeah, it's honestly watching it to have, be able to talk to you about it is like, that's the fun that I'm getting out of this show. The podcasting. The only thing I wanted to throw in the mix here for the unusual suspects. Mm. And it's not a suspect. It's just a correlation that I've picked up on. Okay. Remember the dude who was dropped off on the side of the road who went into the woods yeah. in the first time? The first, not the, well, the first victim we see on screen. We see, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Didn't he look like an adult Eugene? Ooh. Like, I don't, I was just like, brown hair glasses yeah vest i feel like outside, just like, like every hipster though that could be that could be <laughs> i was but i'm like you know i'm on high alert for coincidences so it is, I just you're right like, you're weird. right from suggesting from the get-go that it is weird that the attacks have stopped for a week during the time where eugene is in a coma yeah and so i feel like if the creature is eugene he doesn't know Oh, like he might be like he might have gotten bitten by something and doesn't know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because he's always looking for bugs in the woods. Yeah, something. I don't know. Anyway, I I, I do wonder what attacked him. Yeah, or did, like did he attack himself? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So many questions. Anyway, stay tuned next week for more questions <laughs> <laughs> on our podcast. <laughs> questions about Wednesday. <laughs> questions any day of the week yeah. <laughs> um, all right Latanya, i know you've got a lot of other things happening out there on the Not internet really. <laughs> do you want to tell people <laughs> where they can find you yeah i mean things are really uh slowing down for the holiday season i'll say because mm-hmm. i'm sure they're gonna pick up um you can find me if you're on the discord i'm gonna be playing some dungeons and dragons coming up pretty soon on mm-hmm. december 1st i'm in a game and then lord willing December 11th, I'm in a game. It's just, I love Dungeons and Dragons, yeah. but I am the ultimate flake because I never know how my body is going to feel until that day. Yeah. Um, so it's really annoying. Um, uh, we appeared on Nothing But Netflix. I know sure we is. talked about this, but uh, for those of you all who haven't gone back to listen to that episode, it's a really funny one. Rob and Chappelle invited us over and we had such a good time talking about the first episode of this show, Wednesday. Um, so if you have a chance, please check us out over at Nothing But Netflix. Um, I, uh, you can find accompanying 90s uh, nostalgia on the Shit 90s Shows Taught Me with Sarah and Jess, where we covered the first Adams Family movie um, that came out in the 90s and how it still, still stands up. Like, it's still a really good movie and Thing is the VIP of it. Um, what else? Uh, I covered episode one of The Crown and episodic coverage with Grace. I believe they're on episode five at the moment. Um, And I think that I'll be coming back to do kind of a full season recap along with, uh, you know, uh, Grace, Sarah Ferguson, and Shannon Gus. Shannon Gus. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Um, And then just if you don't like waiting, like some of us can't, I know I couldn't for the crown uh, for what it was worth. The full season recap uh, with me and Sarah Ferguson is up and out there. So please find a spoiler filled two hour conversation 
about the entire season five of The Crown. And we finally uh, recorded our season finale of Andor with DM Philly and Brendan Fitzpatrick. But there's more Star Wars content coming to you, said Disney, but also said post-show recaps. So um, there Where the mouse be... goes, we go? <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> any, any Star Wars, I'm just like, put me in, coach. I'm ready to talk about this cultural phenomenon. Uh, so yeah, you can catch that episode, but then, you know, keep up with our feed because we will be releasing some bonus content for you in the very near future. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you can follow me on Twitter again for the time being, we're just kind of seeing how it's going at LK Starks. And (laughs) so fingers crossed it's still around. I know. We'll see. Uh, that's days from now. It's all very, very scary. Uh, and I'm also on Instagram at Stormborn1222, where I'm going to post pictures of how I looked on my first date that I went oh. on last night. So there. America. <laughs> She's back. <laughs> did, you, did you feel it? Um, well, for myself, I am here on this here podcast. I am talking about <laughs> um, uh, Mediapedia, which is a patron-only podcast that I do with Grace Leader and guests. We are answering some big questions about media. It's our own media encyclopedia podcast. If you would like to listen to us hypothesize about you know, how historically accurate something should be or what a bad season of TV does... Um, Come and join us. You can join us at patreon.com slash recaps or recaps.com slash Patreon and get you'll get access to our exclusive via it's very mm. VIP patron very only. VIP. Very VIP. Um, <laughs> <laughs> patron only podcast feed and then also access to the Discord where you can join in our conversations here. We're also having a great time just like reminiscing about everything that happened in 2022. So if you'd like to join in those conversations, the discord is like looking at some old shows that like 2022 has been a long year. You'd be amazed at how many, how much TV we've watched this, this year. Um, So we're kind of reminiscing in that mood. Um, But other than that, you can find me on Twitter. If it's still there at Mars bars, M A R Z B A R S. Until next time. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. 
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.